0: welcome to the Social Stylist Podcast. My name is Lindsay Pruitt, and I'm here to help you navigate the social space. So grab your favorite drink, pull up a chair, and let's get social. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Social Stylist Podcast. Today, I have someone very, very exciting here to talk with you, and I am just ecstatic to have her on the podcast. I have Sarai here, the Platinum Giraffe. She is absolutely incredible. If you follow her, I'm sure you already do. She has been on the most incredible journey in the last two years, year I would say, that has just been so incredible to watch her grow and expand within her business and just shift and change. And so today we are here to talk to her about how to hold space for your mental health while you are still running a business. So welcome, Sarai. I'm so happy to have you here.
1: I'm so excited to be here. And I love this topic. I have a feeling we are going to get into some shit today, (laughs) Fred.
0: Yes, yes, we are. I just feel like there are so many people. I know when I shared my story here on the podcast, a lot of people reached out to me and said, I had no idea. I'm also going through something similar. And I think we just see this perfection on social media. And I actually just saw that you posted that yesterday and I was like, this is so perfect. But it's true. Like we just see this perfect little feed and life. No one really shows the nitty gritty, but that's why I love you, Sarah. You've been so open with, here's my journey. Here's what's going on.
1: Like, here's how I'm handling it and shifting and moving and growing in my business. Yeah. You know, it's, it's easy to get caught up in people's highlight reels. You know, nobody wants to show when they're sitting on the floor crying because they're stressed out about social media or their business, or they've stalled out or they're having ideas and they can't follow through with them. Or nobody wants to show the pain because that's not cool. That's not Instagram worthy. But here's the thing. When we show the real shit, the truth the nitty gritty when we start to get vulnerable and we share our story, we share the inner workings of our life. That to me is the real shit. And that is where connections are made because I don't know about you, but have you, have you ever unfollowed somebody on social media because you feel like you can't relate to them? 100%. Yeah. z's. Mm -hmm. So if you're always on Instagram talking about how great your life is, how perfect your life is, how you've got this dream clientele, how you've got 2.5 children and 4.5 dogs and a white picket fence and God bless your soul, but you never show the real shit. Nobody's life is fucking perfect. And for me, if I can't relate to you, if I don't feel that you've been through some shit Because you and I, we've been through some shit, right? Like I'm sure a ton of your listeners have. But if it doesn't feel like I can relate to you, like I can have a conversation about something other than fucking weather because I don't give a shit. It's hot everywhere right now, okay? (laughs) It's hot as fuck, okay? But if I can't connect with you on a deeper level, and I'm not saying we have to trauma bond, but bless up, I love to trauma bond with people, right? But if, if there's no substance, bye. There's there's no point in me following you for some fake ass shit. And there's plenty of that. People think that having this perfectly curated life makes you look better on social media. No, what it does is it removes you from relatability completely. If I feel like I can't relate to your life, and I'm not saying every aspect, but if I can't relate, why am I following you? I'm not. And, And there's people out there like that, that people love and they want to follow. And if that's your thing, More power to you, friend. I'm 42 years old. I have been through so much shit in my life. We probably won't get into all that today, but I've overcome a lot. I've overcome homelessness, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, and I'm in recovery currently from an eating disorder. So when I say I've been through some shit, I get it. And I also want people in my life like that who are real, who are fucking relatable, right? I don't want fluffy, foo-foo shit. I just don't. Yeah. And like,
0: even with clients too, like this is just when you're speaking, even on your hair Instagram, like they want to see that depth too. Like they want to connect with you before they even step foot in your space. Like how can they open up to you and trust you if you're not extending that
1: first? Oh, yes, yes, yes. You know what? And it's, it's funny because I I teach this in my in-person classes. And last year at one of my classes, I had this girl and she said, she kept fighting me the whole two days. Like, I don't want to show my face on my social. I don't see the point. I'm booked. I have good clients. And I was like, no, I get it. I I hear what you're saying and I want to validate your feelings. Now, I want you to step back and I want you to try to put yourself in your client's shoes. If all you're posting is hair, how do they know you? How do potential clients go? Oh, this person looks fun. Yeah, they do cool hair, but also they love pottery or tarot or dogs or whatever. She kept fighting me and kept fighting me. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, I'm going to say my piece and, and I'm going to let you be. Right, so yeah. she said, I really love plants. And I said, then, then talk about plants, talk about your gardening, like all this She's shit. A plant lady, man, be a plant lady. I'm envious yeah. of that because I kill everything that comes into my house, except my yeah. dog. So I have big plants everywhere. <laughs> you see a plant behind me? Oh, no, God. there's no greenery in here. <laughs> a couple weeks later, she messaged me and she said, Sarai, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for pushing me. And I want to thank you for not giving up on me because I started posting about things that I love, tips, tricks, showing my face. She said it was so uncomfortable at first. I cringed every time I watched it. She said, but also, do you know what happened? I got people sitting in my seat saying, oh my God, that plant is so beautiful. How do I get my hydrangeas to grow? Or I I shit luck with, you know, doing whatever. And then a couple months later, she messaged me and she said, I can't thank you enough. I've gotten so many new clients from putting my face on my page like you told me to. And I was like, boom, there you go. Because pretty pretty hair is a dime a dozen. There are so many amazing, talented hairstylists, but pretty hair isn't everything. And we hairstylists know hair is the vehicle. Hair is just the vehicle for connection, okay? That's what clients are looking for is connection. They can go anywhere and get good, decent, or great hair. Yes. What they can't get is you. You are the magic sauce. And so many times we let imposter syndrome get in our head. We think, oh, the people aren't going to care about this or people aren't going to care about that. Wrong. Wrong. People want connection. And in this day and age of social media, the more you are yourself, the more you will find your people. So I have people say all the time, I'm quiet. I'm shy. I'm super extroverted. I'm loud. I'm crazy. I've been told I'm too much. Then be all of those things. Hmm? Do not. Put a filter on yourself for fucking social media. You will start to attract the wrong type of people. Yes, you will. I've been there. You will. Dude, same. What you put out, you attract. So when I started being on social media and being my goofy ass self and like, if you haven't figured it out, I have the mouth of a fucking sailor. I have always, always had a foul mouth. When I was five years old, I actually got expelled from kindergarten. No shit, because I kept saying fuck Stop to my that. teacher. I swear to God. I swear. It's <laughs> oh been a- my gosh. Yep. And a- so m- for most of my life, people at jobs would tell me, watch your watch your mouth. Your your mouth is too foul. You're too much. You're too loud. You're too this. And so when I got on social media, I was like, I'm gonna fucking be who I am. Like yep. if people don't like me cool. That's their shit, not mine. Right. And what I found is that I attracted dope ass, like-minded, bad motherfuckers who are authentically them. Mm -hmm. And that is the fucking magic, dude. It literally, oh my gosh.
0: Like I could literally scream this topic from the (laughs) top because This is something that I try to just like pour into my own clients is like, just be you. There's really no like, yes, there is strategy to social media. But if you're really looking to attract the right people into your world, the first step is to just be you on social media. There's nothing to figure out. You just have to take the messy action and be you on social media. And over time, you will
1: attract, attract the people that you're looking to attract. Yeah. And you know, it's I, I love my friend Don Bradley has this saying it's take messy and perfect immediate action. And yes, I love I, that. Isn't that. Isn't that so great? But yes. here's the thing. I I I guarantee people are listening to this now going, Yeah, but I don't want to show my face on social or I'm not good on camera or I'm camera shy. Listen, motherfucker, nobody starts out. On social media or on camera, being Robert fucking De Niro. Okay. None of us are Nicole Kidman. We're not gonna win any awards, right? Honestly, she was probably terrible when she first started. Of course, everybody is. Dude, I remember when I first started showing my face on stories, I would record ah, 30, 40, 50 different ones. And I just got to the point where I was like, this is too much. I'm just I'm just gonna record. And you know what happened when I just hit record and I posted it? People were like, oh, my God, that's so funny. Or, oh, I feel that way. Or that's so relatable. Or, oh, my God, me too. Mm -hmm. So, yes, if you are camera shy, is it weird to have a camera in your face? Yes, at first. But was it also weird when you had to cut an A-line bob in school and you didn't know how? Uh Mm Uh-huh. Was it weird when you had to do clipper over comb and you didn't know how? Mm. Mm -hmm. remember being new at something and how much it sucks. Yeah. Embrace the suck. You don't have to be perfect on social media. Actually, the less perfect you are, the more fucking relatable you are.
0: Totally. Oh my gosh. Again, it's literally that simple. And that's so funny that you like talk about the first time that you turned your camera on. I remember the first time I flipped the camera on me. Some of my clients, to this day, still remember that first live that I did. And it was horrid, like absolutely horrid. horrid. I was on the beach and I was at a class and I was challenged to like turn my camera on whatever. And I was sweating. Like I am an introvert, like speaking, just speaking alone is a lot for me, let alone a camera with like, I think I probably only had like 400 followers, but I was like, oh my God, someone had to help me turn it on. Didn't know how to shut it off. People were like commenting like, this is so freaking funny. Cause it's like up in my face. And I'm like, how do I do this? Like, how do I shut it off? Like I'm done. Like I'm done. Shut it off. But here we are. Even my family's like, I cannot believe that your job is your job. But I'm like, you just have to take the action forward and you just
1: never know what opportunities are going to come your way. Once you just start being you. Totally. And You know, it reminds me of the very first time I had to be like on film. So I was shooting this, basically these educational videos for Trionics. It's a company I work for and they paid a lot of money to have these professionals come in. And I was like, I know my shit. I know my shit. I've got it. There was a camera crew with boom mics. And I mean, it was literally like a movie set, right? Lights and all this shit. I got in and I was just like, uh, I'm pretty sure I look like Ricky Bobby when he's like, I'm not sure what to do with my hands. The entire first day lens, dude, the amount of suckage, I don't even know that there are verbs or adjectives for it, but it was awful. I bombed. I couldn't remember lines. I couldn't remember. I was like, this product is really good and you really need it because it does the hair healthier after than before. I swear. No, you have to find I'll, this video. I will send you these videos. You can see I'm like a deer in headlights. It is baby sarai. And so I, I went home and I we, we stopped shooting early. And I went home and I, I cried. And I was like, I'm not fucking going back tomorrow. This is awful. And the owner of the company was so sweet. She sat with me, we talked, and she was like, Here's the deal. You know your shit. Like you do. When you're at hair shows, you're talking about this shit. You know what inside now. She said don't worry about scripts. What I want you to do tomorrow is just talk, just be you. Okay. That's what we're here for is just be you. So I did that. And it's funny after the first take of the day, the camera guy goes, where the fuck was this girl yesterday? (laughs) And I was like, I guess I just, I needed reassurance to just be me. I needed to get in that comfort zone. So everything is awkward when you first started everything for everybody, but you have to get over that. You just like repetition, repetition, repetition. I didn't get good at balayage because I did it once and had some genius stroke of luck. No, I got good because I fucked up a lot.
0: (laughs) Well, And that's the part that like people don't talk about either. They're like, Oh, take the reps, take the reps. But it's like the part that's always missing in that conversation is you actually have to mess up and continue
1: to take those reps to see the success. Absolutely. It's not like I think what do they say? Uh practice makes perfect. And I, I hate that saying because it's not true. Yeah, no. And then there's perfect practice makes perfect. No, none of that. Nobody's fucking perfect. No. This ideal of perfection is just absolute bullshit. It's a stupid human made up thing. So mm-hmm. you have to fall on your face. You right, have to yeah. skin your knees. And then you gotta pick yourself up and you gotta do it again. And that's the shit that people don't want to show you. That's the shit that you're embarrassed. You feel like, oh, well, everybody else makes it look easy. I'm struggling. Therefore, I need to hide that away from the world. No, absolutely Mm -hmm. not. That's the time when you need to dig in. You need to get vulnerable. You need to get courage. And you need to share that with the world because that is what is fucking relatable. Not this polished perfection crap. The real stuff. Yeah.
0: And I mean when you started opening up about your story, this is the whole freaking truth. I was so inspired by you speaking about it that I actually decided to start going to therapy. And it has been the most, it's been the most incredible thing for me. And so thank you for being so vulnerable and open about your journey because it just, I'm sorry. Now we're both crying. Um, I can't see it, but I'm crying. I'm crying. <laughs> but it really was so inspiring to me to be like, you know what? It's okay. It's okay to not be perfect and not have to show up and be like, well, because I'm a beauty professional, I need to show the perfection because that's my job. And it's not, it's really not. We'd love to see your beautiful hair. We love to see that. But also again, like we want to see who you are on the other side of who you are as so-and-so, the hairdresser, because for so long, I had like made that my identity that I felt like I couldn't share anything else. And I feel like when we go through hard things, it's really hard to not hide that away from the world because we're like, wait, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be this character online, not this other person.
1: Yeah. You know, and it's, it's interesting. Thank you for saying that first of all, and thank you for making me cry. That's truly why I share though. I grew up in a house where we didn't, we didn't talk about a lot, right? We kind of swept feelings under the rug. My mom liked to pretend we were this perfect little family with a nice little bow and everything packaged. And I always felt I had to fit in these, in these boxes, in these categories for people. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: my whole life, I was trying to be something for everybody except myself you know, for my friends, I had to be this way for my clients. I had to be this way for my whatever. I I had so many, I didn't know who the fuck I was because I was trying to fit into all, all these boxes. And so when I finally started thinking, well, I, I don't, I don't want to live in these boxes anymore. I don't want to, I don't want to do this, you know? And it's scary when you've been told, you know, you're not ladylike, or you're too much, or you're too this, or you're not enough, this, that shit stays in your brain. And I really didn't tell anybody when I first got sober. It's not that I was ashamed. Well, I think there was a little shame there. I think I was afraid that people would still would think I'm still a piece of crap drunk, you know, even though like I'm, let's say six months sober. And and they say that vulnerability is sharing what you're currently going through. Transparency is sharing what you've been through. And there's a big difference there. There's a big Mm -hmm. difference and being vulnerable is one of the hardest things that humans will ever have to do. And so, you know, earlier, uh, I guess last year in November, I got on my social media and I shared that I've had an eating disorder for 28 years. You know, I'd overcome homelessness and drugs and alcohol addiction, and I could be transparent about that. I could share openly because I've been in recovery for seven years now. Yeah. Having the vulnerability to go onto social media and do a live in front of 190 something thousand people and say, This is something I'm currently struggling with. For 28 years of my life, I've kept it a secret. And here it is. That's vulnerability. And I sat there after I got off that live and I was like, Take it down. Don't post it. Don't post it. Don't post it. Don't post it. it." And I almost did it because what would people think about me? Oh, we thought Sarai had her life together. She's overcome all these hardships and now look at her. She's lied to us. I have all these thoughts and I knew, I knew because I was so uncomfortable talking about it and I didn't want to post it. That's when I knew I had to. And my DMs were flooded, flooded with, thank you for sharing this. Just my mom, sister, myself struggle with this, blah, blah, blah. and that. That's why I do it. That is why I share because nobody in this life is alone. And I know it can feel like it. We are all connected, way more connected, I think, than we even can fathom. But by sharing, by sharing your story, and even if you don't have a story like overcoming all of the crazy shit I did, you still have a story. You have a story to tell. And that is how people connect to you. Right, exactly. I think it's just having the
0: courage to do that while you're kind of going through this phase of figuring out who you are, trying to like, you know, get out of those boxes. I, I feel like that's just like in every phase of life, you're kind of like stepping out of another box in a way because I kind of feel like I'm currently doing that in my own life back whenever, before I started to go to therapy, I was like, wow, I was really starting to go through that transition again. And now again, and it's just been interesting to try to like figure out who I am again on social media. Like, okay, how do I share this in a way that, you know, makes sense. I just feel like for me, it's like, I end up just overthinking everything when really I could have just done what you did and like went live and said, Hey, like, this is kind of what's going on. Like, I just feel like with social media, we tend to overthink it. Like, Oh, it has to be a certain way. I have to speak a certain way. I have to show it a certain way. And you you don't really do whatever you want with that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And just, just the fact that you're sharing, that's huge. Celebrate yourself. High five yourself. That's a huge accomplishment. It doesn't have to be polished. I mean, I bawled through that entire Instagram live I was sobbing, literally snot running down my nose. I looked less than stellar, but I i knew I had to do it. And it it doesn't have to be polished and perfect and curated because that's not real life. That's just not life.
0: No, totally. So I just want to encourage you that those of you that are listening that if you feel like this to just start filming different parts of your life it doesn't mean you have to immediately post it honestly I would encourage you to just immediately post it but I want you to just start filming like random things in your life and just actually start finding the beauty in your day-to-day because I feel like whenever you go on social media you get sucked into that like infamous scroll, the doom scroll. And then oh, you thinking, my God. life isn't good enough, whatever, you know, those thoughts that we start having, but something that I, that's actually something that I've been currently doing is trying to like, what, like romanticize my life, whatever people call it, you know, curated cute word. But really it's just to show myself that my life is actually amazing. I love my life because, yeah. and then that way, I'll be able to like post and do little snippets of my life and be like, this is me. But also it's more for me to see, you know what? It's okay that my life isn't perfect because I actually love it. I love that it's not perfect. I love that it's crazy. I love that I have a three-year-old that is just wild, you know? But again, like we mostly just see that perfection.
1: Yeah, we do. And then when you doom scroll, it doesn't matter how long you're on there. It doesn't matter what you're looking at when you're doom scrolling. You are automatically going to be the loser in that situation. Yep. You are going to lose. Your brain is going to tell you all sorts of untruths. Yeah. And suddenly you're losing to everybody else. You're so far behind. You're not as good. You're not blah, 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 bullshit. Mm-hmm. So. I know that when I find myself doom scrolling, I wasn't even aware of it for a while. and When actually, when I went to treatment was a huge turning point for me and and social media, because when I went to treatment, I was gone for six weeks and I was locked in a house with 12 strangers doing therapy 12 hours a day. So we were allowed our phone for two hours and it was at night. It was West coast time. I'm on central. So I didn't even get to talk to my husband that much. So I went from being on my phone 12, 14 hours a day, running multiple businesses to two hours a day. And it was so hard. And at first I was like, I'm leaving. This place is a prison. I quit. I'm I'm out, right? I didn't think I could live without scrolling and being attached to social media. Mm-hmm. What I found, oh, I if you would have told me this, I'd have been like, no, you're crazy. <laughs> that was the best thing to ever happen to me. I spent... So much time consuming. Yes, I create, but so much time mindlessly consuming. And I was not aware of it. And so when I did get my phone for those couple hours, I was like, oh, I gotta, I'm gonna respond to DMs, I'm gonna do all these, I'm gonna be productive. I'm on and I'm off because I only get my phone for two hours and I need to check my emails and I need to blah, blah, blah. So I didn't want to spend all my time on social media. And so for me, I'm grateful that I had basically that I was being grounded from social media because I was getting in a bad headspace about it. I was becoming obsessed. I would check my reels all the time. Like going viral is a blessing and a curse. And I went viral multiple times. And let me tell you what it did for my mental health. Fuck all. Yeah. Honestly. Totally. I gained... I'd say probably a hundred thousand followers in, I don't know, maybe six months. Thanks. And it was great. I was like, Oh my God, this is so amazing. The dark side is you then feel like you have to compete with yourself all the time. yeah. And you're constantly looking at what other people are doing and then you're copying them and then it flops. And then you're like, Oh my God, people don't like me. Well, no, because you're not being original. You're yeah. doing the same fucking trend that everybody else is doing. Yeah. and for me going viral, like, yeah, was it cool to hear my voice everywhere to see my face? Yeah, absolutely. Did it do anything for my businesses? No. And like, I look at Instagram completely differently. Now, you know, yeah. there's Instagram as a creator, as a, a quote, unquote, influencer, and there's Instagram as a business person as a CEO. Yes. And there's two totally different things. So yeah. If you're sitting there and you're like, oh my God, but if I just went viral or if I just had, you know, 10,000 views or 10 million views, no, I promise you at the end of the day, that shit does not pay your bills. It really doesn't. And And honestly, it just brings you spam. Like a bunch of bullshit that you have to filter through. So there is a dark side of social media that I don't think that a lot of people want to talk about, want to acknowledge. There is this constant pressure to perform that yeah. we feel whether you know we're behind the chair or you know we have online businesses whatever it might be there's this constant need to perform and to create and to outdo each other and to outdo ourselves and before you know it you're sitting on the couch ignoring your partner ignoring your children because you're looking for reels to recreate after you've worked a 40 50 hour week like stop stop. Yeah. Yeah. It can take an absolute toll on your mental health. It did for me. I mean, I, I went to a dark place for, for a while and it took me a while to get out of there. And I, even now I don't have the same love for social media that I once had. I used to love being in the limelight and, you know, millions of views. And now I look at my numbers and I'm like, yeah, whatever. And I don't Mm -hmm. really feel the same need to be on all the time. You know, I used to be in my stories 24 seven and now I'm just, I'm not, you know, I'm healing. I'm working on myself. I'm doing other things. I'm going on walks with my dogs that I don't necessarily feel I need to put on social media. I'm having a life outside of social media for the first time in years. And it feels so good to not have to document every fucking waking moment of it.
0: Yes. I love that. Even like as a social media manager, there is no reason that you need to be on 24 seven. Even if you hire a social media manager, there is no reason for you to have to show up every single day. Like I teach, yes, show up every single day, but in an intentional way, you don't have to just post to be relevant. Yes. Make sure that whenever you do show up that it's with intention. And if it's twice a week, three times a week. That's incredible. Incredible. But showing up every single day, if it's just to show up is not even going to connect with the right people anyways. So you might as well take the break, enjoy the day. Or if you're having a hard day, take the break and enjoy the day. It doesn't have to be documented. It doesn't have to be curated. You don't have to show up if you don't feel like you don't want
1: to. And there's also nothing wrong with showing up on your stories. Mm -hmm. Like I I posted a story this morning where I was like, everybody thinks being an entrepreneur is the dream life. And Mm -hmm. it's basically like riding a roller coaster with on just wheels with no doors, no handle, and you're getting flipped upside down. And like, there's shit, there's just shitty shit. Okay. Mm -hmm. The thing is that's called fucking life, dude. That's, called life. So it's okay to show up on your stories and be like, you know what? I am struggle busting today, but you know what? It's okay. Because I realize I'm not going to stay stuck here forever. And I just want you to know, I see you. If you're struggling, like send me a DM, you know, I see you. I hear you. I appreciate you. You don't have to show up and be cheerful all the fucking time. Positive fucking Polly. No, no, that's not real. Nobody wants that shit.
0: Right. (laughs) Right. And so I think just really speaking about your story is what truly wins on social media. Like we were saying in the very beginning, like, don't overthink it. Just speak who you just be who you are. Speak your story, speak your truth or whatever, you know, people say. But it is very, very important to create that connection with your audience. Yes, it is. I loved this conversation today. It was absolutely incredible. I knew it was going to be incredible. (laughs) But I I want you to tell us where we can find you so we can follow you in your journey,
1: in business, in life, and all of the things. So let them know. On Instagram, I'm pretty much only on Instagram. I tried TikTok, not my thing. I'm too old for tickies, talkies. So yes, I know that makes me sound 500 years old. It's like when our parents say the Facebooks. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. You can't find me on the TikToks. No, I'm on Instagram, the Platinum Giraffe. I also have an online education community called Balanced Stylist Society. We have about 1,300 members in there. And it it is more than just hair tutorials. It started off as hair tutorials. Now it is about mental health. It is about things that will help you in your technique. Yes, absolutely. But also life skills, mental health coaching. I am currently getting my mental health coaching certification. Yes, because it is that important to me. Yes. I'm really excited for that. So you can find me on Instagram, Platinum Draft. If you are interested in joining my online community, it is Balanced Stylist Society. It's $25 a month. There's no contracts, no commitments. If you don't want to be there, I don't fucking want you there. It's myself. Yep. You know me. I shoot it straight. It is myself and six other Balanced Stylist Society educators, and we teach literally everything, every type and texture of hair, hair techniques cutting, blonding, you name it, science, chemistry, mental health, social media, anything you ever need is contained in Balanced Stylist Society. So that was a very long-winded answer to tell you where to find me.
0: That's incredible. And we will actually drop the link for both her Instagram and the Balanced Stylist Society. Right? I said the right. Balanced Stylist We will drop that in the show notes so you guys can go check that out. Thank you so much, for joining us today on the Social Stylist Podcast. I almost forgot even the name of my own freaking podcast today's topic was so so good but i am so excited for you guys to listen in next week it's also going to be an incredible episode with another guest so stay tuned and i will talk to you guys later